The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the July 16th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to talk some Summer League, go over some of the news over the weekend, and pretty much just talk about a lot about rookies from Summer League that we saw, and talk a little bit about what's coming up. We got the Cavs and Lakers and Grizzlies and Blazers in the Summer League semifinals today. Uh, with me to do so is Tommy Beer. What's up, man? What's up, brother? Are you pumped for uh, Cavs, Lakers, LeBron Bowl, or what? <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. So, so excited. Dude, Lakers are insane, though. I think they've won 11 straight in Summer League now. Undefeated. They're, yeah. they're unstoppable. Yeah. Like, they're, they're the new... Uh, they're, they, they, and they're, they have the biggest crowds by a mile. Dynasty. Summer it's League Dynasty. Home court advantage. Like, it's, <laughs> are, you, are you team home court advantage? I'm not. I think home court's overrated. Yeah. Yeah, I think like, it's a little... I, my favorite bets are when I make bets on uh, like against the spread. I I love the road road dogs. It's like yeah, it's my go to. Especially if you got a veteran team that that knows yeah. how to handle themselves. Yeah, you know? exactly. Guys can shoot free throws and stuff. Um, okay, so we're gonna talk. We talked a lot about some of the top ten guys over the weekend. We'll kind of mix in so we could get Tommy's take on some stuff. And I went solo on Saturday, so I definitely want to get someone else's opinion on uh, the Lynn It Jabari. Get to that in a second. But I want to talk about more recently. Um, Jared Jackson's been insane the last two games. He had a seven-block Saturday, and then he had four yesterday. Almost had a double-double. He's been insane. And uh, the seven blocks ties a Vegas record, by the way. Um, Jackie Carmichael, and guess who the other one is? NBA player. He's a Summer League champion. The first ever, actually. The first ever Summer League since it went to tournament style in 2013. He's He won that title that year on the Warriors. Any guesses? Jordan Bell. No, uh, 2013. Oh, 2013? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Draymond? Kent Oh, the Bays. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ian Clark, I think, in the final, he dropped like 33 or something. He was the finals MVP. But I love that. That's when I kind of got hooked on Summer League 2013. I was in Vegas that, that year for Summer Dude, League. Dude, so was I. Why didn't we? Yeah, we, there you go. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that was... Uh, Bazemore was, was had a had a huge yeah. huge summer lead idea. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let, JJJ, uh, we talked about him the other day. Man, I don't know. I think what what impresses me most, obviously, like I've had to clean off my desk from drawing and watching these block shots. <laughs> um, like I love a good shot blocker, but um, uh, and the other thing too, besides just the numbers, I love how switchable he is. Like that's going to create so many blocks on small guys, and even in the NBA, like. I don't know if I could say two blocks per game for a rookie. That's pretty rare error. Um, yes. I have to check that to see if anyone see how often that happened. But um, what do you what are you expecting? Like blocks per game, and then again, like we keep hammering home him playing power forward is huge. Um, there's so much to like there with with Jaron Jackson Jr. You mentioned the blocks um, has potential. Um, uh, certainly. If I had to project, I, I would say I'd probably closer to one point five than two, somewhere along those yeah. lines. Obviously, a lot of it's minutes dependent, um, but I mean, there's really no reason to assume that. I mean, he's very young; we know that. 
um, one of the youngest players in his draft class. Um, but the it's not like the Grizzlies are stacked. Um, you know, Jermichael Green is obviously going to get his minutes, and Marcus Gasol, whenever healthy, is going to play. Um, but you know, they, you assume they're going to try to limit Gasol's minutes um, as any as any team does with a veteran. Um, we know Chandler Parsons is not reliable. So, you know, outside of there, um, and as you mentioned, the switchability, is it un- uh, unthinkable to think that they could, you know, pull out a front court with, with J. Mike, Jaron Jackson, and Gasol? You know, they, they, that, that's feasible if they wanted to go really big um, and, and try to bully guys down on the block. Um, the other thing about JJJ Guy shot 40% from three in, in, in summer league. Um, uh, he also was above 40%. He had a much higher percentage from three-point territory as a college freshman than, than Trey Young and, and some of the other sharpshooters in the draft class. Um, there's just really a lot to like about Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, I'm sure you've touched on most of it, um, but the, the upside is appealing. The only concern, and I, and I caution this with a lot of rookies, um, is how you know is Bickerstaff going to play him a lot of minutes? Are they do they want to bring him along slowly? Do they want to throw him into the deep end of the pool? It's usually a franchise coaching staff led 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 decision. Um, some teams are cool with you know playing guys as much as possible right off the bat, and other teams you know kind of want to give him that not a redshirt year obviously, but just limit his minutes especially early on, let him get his feet wet, and you know before throwing him to the fire. So um, that's something to keep an eye on. We'll keep on you know listen to what what Bickerstaff has to say during preseason and training camp and you know keep a look out at his, at his preseason minutes um, but he's definitely going to be one of those wild cards and drafts that um, could uh, you know one of those late round values that could produce uh, you know make a big difference in, in standard league I don't think he's going to go past I don't see how he goes past like round eight or round nine he just because so. I mean, he's been so buzzy you know I, I, I there's going to be someone and I'm, I'm a victim of this Jonas You're is a right. victim of this um, I know Adam Levitan's another guy who I haven't drafted with in a while but even for football for him like, you like to take the buzz, guys. I love it. Like, it's probably, like, the thing I'm... Like, you're like, oh, there goes Gallagher taking another buzzy guy. Like, yes, I, yes. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, it's, like, it's my thing. So, like, <laughs> I don't see how I'm sitting there in, like, round eight or nine and I'm going to let him go. Like, I'm just going to pick him up. Just because I, I always pick the mystery box. Right, a boat's right. A boat, but the mystery box can be anything. It can even be a boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, like, so a couple things, too. Uh, we saw the GM, Chris Wallace, not Biggie, rest in peace, um say that they want to play him short-term. And then Michael Wallace, who this team's a, a total disaster for trying to cover, like because they're the team themselves are just wild. But uh, I trust this guy. He says he's going to get 20 minutes out of the gate. So I'm in. Uh, I think he can block You know, 1, 1.5 is what I'm expecting. And I looked up. Uh, 24 rookies have actually blocked uh, 2.0 shots per game. Uh, Manute Bull blocked 5 per game. <laughs> and then also uh, David Robinson three nine, Shaq three five, Zoe three three five, Mark Eaton three four, Matumbo three zero. Yep, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at the same list that I yep. sorted by you know just qualified for minutes per game. Only one player has done it since Timmy D in yep. ninety seven ninety eight, and that's Pal Gasol with the Grizzlies. Um, in 2001, 2002. So that's going back 20 years. Only one player has blocked two shots a game. You know, the qualified players. So yep. something to keep in NBA mind. There. NBA didn't qualify. Right. So he didn't play enough. Uh, okay. So the other guy, low key. This is just super deep, and we're talking like this is well, we'll spend too much. But um, Javon Carter's looked really good. Um, he did yep. the phenomenal pick and roll. What scored 26 on Saturday? Looked pretty good yesterday. I had thought Kobe was going to be the, the backup PG. Uh, what do you what do you make of this? Do you, are you interested? Like even like if Conley gets hurt, like we're going to be running to the waiver wire for somebody. Do you see it being like a timeshare? 
just real quick, they said that um, Kobe Simmons was a potential breakout candidate, quoting Mike Wallace again, who I really trust. Um, so what do you make of this whole backup point guard situation? I loved Javon Carter coming to the draft. He was one of my like guys that I thought would really, really exceed their draft position. He went a little. Some players, you know, some some mocks had him in the fifties. Um, he ended up going early in the second round, which I certainly made sense. Um, to me, in today's NBA, I thought he's a terrific early second round pick, if not late first, because there's very few players that you kind of know what you're getting going in. Um, and there's some value there. He's kind of the opposite of the mystery box. Um, you know, he, he's he's he, he's undersized. You know, he's a six foot flat essentially, and he's and he's not a great you know point guard in the sense of ball handling skills, et cetera. Not a terrific shooter. But it is important to note that his percentages, his shooting efficiency, increased each year. At West Virginia, um, free throw percentage, three point percentage, and developed and you know put put through hours in the gym, you know, um, be, worked himself and, and has developed a solid, reliable, you know, relatively consistent jumper, um, you know, floater in the lane. Not a great finisher because he doesn't have great height or, you know, leaping athleticism. Um, but what you what you know you're getting with him is just a ball hawk defensively. Um, so I think he's going to be one of those players that is a better reality than fantasy player. Um, so I'm not overly optimistic about his fantasy status or, or, or focus going forward. If Mike Connolly does get injured, um, and certainly that's not outside the realm of expectations, as we know he's had trouble staying on the floor, um, certainly last season. Um, and as far as Kobe Simmons goes, I think he's more of a combo guard. Um, you know, he's, he's more of a, a, sh- a scoring guard as opposed to a facilitator, um, whereas Carter's very content to set up his teammates. You know, he's going to press his the, the opposing point guard 24 minutes, uh, 20, 94 feet rather, with however many minutes um, he's in the game. So I think... Um, again, Carter has a much higher floor, um, even in real deeper leagues, you know, 30 deep Carter's a guy that I'm going to keep an eye on, um, because I think he just fits if they're really trying to reestablish that grit and grind era, he's the perfect fit, the perfect point guard for that system, that mentality. He's going to get after you from the second he checks in. Um, so I think he's the type of player, um, and he's an older rookie, 22, 23 year, 23 years old, I believe. Um, he's not a guy that's going to need to, you know, establish, you know, get into the, you know, figure out how to play on an NBA level. Um, there's no doubt he can come right in and make an impact defensively. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked to see him play 15, 18, 20 minutes, and you no, know, 18 minutes tonight off the bat um definitely one of the bigger position battles that we want to see um and three three steals per game last year second in the nation yep uh, yep yeah, that's, that's huge so yeah his, uh, his steals per 36 will be legit but i think it's just yeah, how many how many minutes he get keep an eye on that uh okay so josh hart man magic johnson had one of the better quotes of the weekend he said that josh hart is pushing to start um and i am on and this is Probably never going to happen, but I think he's he's a candidate to start at point guard. Like let LeBron mm-hmm. handle the ball. Josh Hart's a better shooter than Lonzo is. Better shooter than Rondo, obviously. Like he's a better fit next to LeBron. And I don't know, man. I, it's not going to happen, but uh, I could see him getting point guard minutes, and I could see him getting minutes at one, two, and three. So he's a guy I'm down to throw it. Uh, take, and they're going to be fast. LeBron's obviously going to probably help Hart perhaps more than anybody besides KCP uh, and Ingram. And uh, maybe, and eh, not so much Kuzma, but um, I, I'm, I'll take a dart throw on Hart in the last couple of rounds for like, like I always, I, I need to put this together, but like the all fantasy bench team, like Isaiah Thomas would be on there, JJJ would probably be on there, this, and I think Hart would probably be on there too. 
Agreed. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about him playing point guard, but you're absolutely, if it wasn't for egos involved, and now you got Rondo's ego and Lonzo Ball's ego. So as you mentioned, it's very unlikely to happen. But you're right in terms of he's the type of point guard or type of guard that, that you know, because LeBron's basically a point forward anyway. Let him facilitate the offense, have, you know, hard kind of spot up on the wings and uh, in, in, in the corners. And if guys close out too hard, he's not afraid to take it to the basket and, and dunk and get and get to the free throw line. Um, you know, if he can shoot around 40 percent, um, you know, 38 percent from three, that, that definitely makes him an interesting commodity. He's a better rebounder than you would think for his size. His rebound rate has always been impressive going back to his Villanova days. Yeah, I'm just worried a little bit about the the numbers crunch in terms of the guard. There's 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 a, a bit of a glut, um, as we know, with the guard situation. But you're right. If he can get some minutes playing alongside LeBron, um, there's a lot to like in terms of upside there. Yep. And Rob Polinka had also said that all four of the five starting candidates are up for grabs. Uh, obviously, the one exception is is LeBron James. LeBron James is going to start, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there. Definitely, uh, I'm I love Hart. He's uh, one of my favorite guys from last year. Uh, I think he's going to take another big step forward. Um, Colin Sexton's also really stepped up, and he hasn't really been too rough around the edges for a guy as young as he is. I'm pretty impressed with how co- fairly consistent he's been. Um, what do you think about him? I mean, he's probably going to be a guy that I'm going to target late. Um, the whole George Hill multiple times they've. Talked about buyouts with him, um, January being one and another time being another time. I don't know when it was um, for the athletic. I didn't describe when that was. So are you in on Sexton or what? Um, I I would love to see what happens with Hill before I go all in. But uh, right now, for some reason, I think the Cavs are – I think common sense dictates that they, you know, scrap the, you know, I understand they, they give lip service to being competitive for a playoff spot this year. And in, and in the East, it's not crazy to conceive with George Hill and Kevin Love and, and some of their other veterans, assuming they bring Ronnie Hood back, et cetera, um, that they could compete for that eight spot. But to me, it makes no sense to do so. Um, I would assume, you know, I think that the right thing to do is kind of, you know, scrap the, you know, build from the, you know, knock it down to the studs and, and build it up around their, their young players, Jetty Osman and, and Sexton as well. Um, so assuming if that's the direction they go, um, I think Sexton has a very high upside with him playing, you know, over 30 minutes a night. Should they, should they go that route? If, if, if but you know, that, that, that's kind of pre, you know, if, if Hill's still around, then I'm worried about his upside a little bit. No team has more incentive to tank than the Cavs do. Uh, yep. their t- next two years, top 10 protected pick goes to the Hawks and the Kyle Corver deal. So they absolutely positive, and then after that, it gets um, I think second round or something like that. So like it's, they exactly. absolutely positively. If they don't, if that trip, if that if that pick top ten protect the next two years doesn't transfer those two two years, then it's a second rounder. Yep. So as mentioned, no team is more motivated to finish in the top ten in the lottery yep. the next two seasons in the game. Especially since their their roster is awful. Um, well, yeah, but yeah. So not, and I asked this uh, question on Twitter too, and kind of talked about it on my solo pod. Like who wasn't just like who do you think was in worse shape? Hinky when he took over after the Bynum deal, or Sean Marks after the Nets? Got to be Marks, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially just when the, you're rebuilding with no draft picks, like that's so it, hard to do. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Not not, not even close. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So uh, I do want to get your take on a couple quick couple things. Um, first, let's talk about the Knicks. We talked about them on the Thursday pod, but I, you're Mister Nick, so we got to get you in on this. Um, you and I talk about Mitchell Robinson like all the time on Slack and stuff. Like I, I love this guy. Uh, I can't. Like I said, block shots, man. He does like JJJ. Kind of does it like in different ways. He is just classic rim protector, dude. 
Like, he's sitting at the basket. You want to go near the rim? All right, you got to get around Mitchell Robinson. And, nope. like, 4.0 blocks per game. He had a couple double. He averaged a double-double. 13 and 10. Like, woo, lo- I love it. Uh, so, could, so where do we fit? I mean, is he a guy you just take a shot at um, late in the draft, see how it shakes out? I mean, this we saw Luke Carnett, Isaiah Hicks get minutes at center last year. Really, only Cantor's there. Kyle Quinn's gone. So, like, there's a chance he is number two on the depth chart. Agreed. It depends. I think a lot has to depend on what happens with jo- uh, Joakim Noah. Um, I think there's a decent chance they waive him, you know, via the stretch provision uh, after September 1st is the date to keep an eye on. Um, I, there's also it would make sense for them to try to bring him back and see if there's any, you know, any possibility of him rehabilitating his value and potentially trading him as an expiring, you know, to Thibs or you know some team that that's willing to, um, to you know take a flyer on him one last year or at least not attach a major asset. Um, but that's very very much a long shot. Uh, the benefit to stretching him would be to open up a roster spot because the Knicks actually are at 16 players right now. Um, 16 players with guaranteed contracts. Do so they waive Ron Baker, um, who's got about five million? So they they have some interesting roster decisions. Um, and if Noah's on the team, um, you'd assume if they keep him around, they're going to give him some minutes off the bench. Um, the other thing with Robinson in terms of his regular season potential um, to be one reason to be a little pessimistic. Um, the kid hasn't, prior to the Knicks' first summer league game, hadn't played in an organized basketball game in 14 months, essentially since the McDonald's All-American game in April of 2017. Um, you know, as we know, didn't go to Western Kentucky, enrolled and dropped out. Um, uh, left the combine right before, so he literally hasn't played five on five in, in over a year. Um, so it would make sense for the Knicks, at least going into summer league, you'd assume, okay, they're going to take, you know, most people assumed he'd start in the G League, um, you know, play a month or two there, then, you know, kind of get some, some minutes. But summer league, it is impossible to deny his impact in summer league. We can talk that, yes, it is summer league, so we can't get too excited, but the fact of the matter is, um, in terms of the bigs that were drafted in this draft class, DeAndre Ayton, Jaron Jackson, Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter Jr. played well. It's difficult to argue that anybody played better than Mitchell Robinson, the 36th overall pick in the draft. Um, set an all-time summer league record for blocks per game. Um, Real GM has some cool historical summer league data. Um, so this is based on their statistics. Um, first player in, in, in summer league history to average over four blocks per game and, and, um, and play in more than one game. There was one other player in, in their database that averaged four blocks per game, but he appeared in just one game, and that was Greg Oden for the Blazers. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Blazer fans. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, you got Wade Baldwin doing work right now. I'm just kidding. There you go. Yeah, for uh, sure. But uh, so, and, and not only that, he uh, Mitchell Robinson also set an all-time record in terms of offensive rebounds. First player in summer league history to average over six offensive rebounds per game, 6.2 uh, to be exact. Um, 13 points, shot 67% from the floor. Um, you know, average 13 points. The Knicks didn't run a single play for him the entire summer league. All those points came off putback dunks and or hanging around the basket, guys driving to the basket and, you know, dumping it off to Robinson around. He didn't take a shot outside the paint. Um, but it's also important to remember this guy, Robinson attempted 138 threes as a senior. In Louisiana, as a high school senior um, in Louisiana, didn't shoot a great percentage, shoot, but shot around 30 percent. I believe it was 29.9 percent. Um, so he's not afraid to knock down threes. There's some some video of him um, practicing and, and taking and making threes um, this summer. This is a guy that has the potential to knock down a three pointer game um, once he you know kind of gets comfortable. 
Yeah, he's and it's it's he's so long. And these guys that are that long, like it's yeah. just hard to get the mechanics down to shoot. You know, right? Like, right. Usually, the longer you are, typically you're not a good free throw shooter. So like, correct. Yeah. So he's he's got a pretty smooth looking. It takes a while, actually. You know, just quickly, um, Mo Bamba. Unless anything you want to add, move on here. Uh, just one one quick yeah. thing on uh, you mentioned the free throws just because you brought it up. He only shot forty five percent from from free throw in summer league. That's a concern. Shot sixty percent as in high school. Um, so that's going to be an issue. Um, but um, one other thing, just in terms of the block shots, um, he blocked a bunch of shots in the perimeter. I could see him, and he talked about switchability with JJJ. Um, Robinson has that same kind of fluidity in his hips. You know, can crouch down low. Um, so I in, in taking a long story, trying to condense it down. I love Mitchell Robinson's upside long term. I'd be a little hesitant. Um, next season, but I will definitely draft him on a couple of my teams just to have a couple lottery tickets late in the draft. He's going to go he, early in the 30, man. You know that, right? I know he'll go early in the 30. <laughs> you, um, me, he'll probably go top 150, I think. I just, could just see to have him. Just to have him. Just to have him. Yeah. Just because you, know, you need a lottery ticket in that type of league. For sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, just in, in in you know in terms of unless you're you know willing to roll the dice, just be be conservative in your estimates as a rookie. Um, they, you, as you mentioned, they got Canner there. He's going to want 28 minutes a night and yada yada yada. So, um, but uh, I do love his upside long term. Nice. Uh, quickly on Knox, we're way behind schedule. Uh, do you, what do you think? Uh, concerned about field goal percentage at all? What do you shoot like 30 something percent if I remember? 35 uh, percent. So twenty one minutes per uh, twenty one twenty one point three points per game, um, just pure pure score. Um, so what were your takeaways from them? Yeah, um, offensive efficiency will be an issue. Um, was an issue in Kentucky. Will continue to be an issue in the pros. Um, as you know, I, and I think the the idea of him kind of flying under the radar going to his rookie season is now out the window. Um, you know, he generated a lot of hype, a lot of a lot of buzz. Um, in and around, um, you know, whereas Robinson kind of flew under the radar, Knox, you know, because he had strong games initially early on. Um, he's a guy that'll probably be a little bit overhyped in terms of fantasy. Um, I'll tr- definitely try to have him on one or two of my teams, um, but I would be hesitant to, to kind of overinvest in him. Um, it, the, the Knicks aren't going to be overly dynamic offensively. Um, so, you know, he's a guy that you'll be able to focus on. Um, and, you know, having, you know, he's again, he's the, he was the third youngest player in the draft class. He's 18 years old. Um, he, so he's got a lot of learning to do. Um, so I think it's going to take him a little while uh, to, to kind of figure out how he's going to f- score in the NBA. But in terms of potential, he can score on all three levels. Um, three point stroke look beautiful. You talk about, you know, um, in terms of raw athleticism and ability, six, nine guy. Seven foot wingspan, beautiful touch, good handle, um, crafty in and around the rim. Um, upside is very, very encouraging. But again, as a rookie, um, be a, a, there's reason to be a little bit hesitant just in terms of an experience. Yeah, he's not going to have the defensive stats, which to, is you're really going to need to overcome that when he's going to torpedo your field goal percentage for a forward. Uh, okay, so moving on, just quickly, I just wanted to get your take on the whole trade with Lynn. Jabari Parker deal, and then Isaiah Thomas, uh, six man, and just quick side note, uh, Ian Eagle, my probably my favorite play-by-play man in any sport, um, now that Vince Cole is retired, uh, he has one of my favorite calls, when Isaiah Thomas went off a couple of years ago, he was like, Isaiah Thomas, nooks and crannies, for, for, <laughs> for Thomas's English muffins, uh, I, every time I see those, English, every time I buy English muffins, I see them in the grocery store, I always think of that, anyways, um... So just to wrap up what I said quickly, I said I'm I'm this hurts Trey Young just a little bit because we have to worry about one or both guys being off the roster, but you would assume one's gonna go. So that's to happen though. 
Um, Jabari, I hate the fit, and I think IT is going to probably close out uh, over Barton or over Jamal Murray at times. So those guys have a little bit of value. And then, like I said, um, Jabari probably hurts uh, guys like Valentine, Bobby Portis a little bit. Um, I'm not. I'm still weighing on Wendell Carter, and I'm still pretty sure I'm in on marketing. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> the first thing, and and Lynn, I guess you know the point guard situation is your concern, obviously. Yeah, I'm not. Dra- I don't think I can draft Lynn, especially with the injury issues. Like last round, sure, but I just couldn't figure out from a non fantasy perspective what on earth were the Hawks thinking? That's Why not? Why not use their cap space to get the, 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 the Nuggets 2019 first rounder as opposed to a guarantee $13 million worth of Jeremy Lin? I just, for I the life of it, I yeah. can't figure that out. I think they just want to, I don't know, I, I don't get it. I'm, I'm just trying to rationalize it, but like, oh yeah, we could use Lin to help get Trey Young going. But like, Lin is a way different point guard than Trey Young is. I, I mean, I, I, I guess we have to assume that, that Dennis Schroeder is going to be traded sooner rather than later. I mean, that, that's a, another takeaway, right? Yeah, I mean, or Lynn again, or they, could, or they think they could flip Lynn. I, I guess that's their maybe was their thinking was rehabilitate Lynn's value and move him at the deadline as an expiring. Yeah. Uh, but for the life of me, I, I couldn't figure that deal out from the Hawks' perspective. It, yeah. it didn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Um, and I think that also hurts Trey Young's value. I was higher on Trey Young, I think, than some. Yeah, you were the high man on Trey Young, if you want. But. But with a third point guard there now, it's 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 difficult. To, you know, again, I assume that they'll try to. But you know, Schroeder doesn't have a crazy contract, but fifteen point five million flat over the next three seasons is not as overly desirable for um, a guy that has some plenty of question marks. Even though he's you know plenty of ability and, and he put the ball in the basket. Um, so yeah, I think it knocks down the value of both Schroeder and Young and Lynn. Um, so probably have to steer clear of that situation until we have some clarity. Um, agreed with you on the Parker situation. Um, Parker's another guy that's better in reality than fantasy um not overly efficient not not a t- not terribly inefficient offensively but um doesn't give you any defensive statistics really to speak of um not a great three-point shooter um and he's kind of going to a situation where they're going to try to plug him into the three um which might not be an ideal fit um so but i agree i don't think it, it hampers marketing too much um I'm on the Wendell Carter Jr. bandwagon, as are you. Um, Lopez, an expiring contract. They'll try to move him, um, but he's obviously not in the long-term plans. Um, the Bulls, the one thing with this, the Bulls' um, league pass watchability rankings have, have skyrocketed. I mean, if you if, if they run out of starting five of Dunn, Levine, Parker, Markin, and, and Wendell Carter Jr., that's five guys, all 23 or younger, um, with some enticing, intriguing upside. Um, so we'll keep an eye out there. Um, and, yeah, as far as Denver goes, um, just the Isaiah Thomas for starters. I mean, this is a guy that obviously infamously was looking for them to back up the Brinks truck, um, but they basically just used change in their pocket um, to sign him um, because he just ran out of options. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Obviously, with Thomas, it'll be. Um, I would. I certainly wouldn't mind taking a flyer on him. Um, you know, this guy that just was one essentially one season removed. You know, fourteen months removed from averaging twenty nine and six. Um, so if he can get back even to a semblance of that player, um, it's going to be difficult. He obviously won't come close to those numbers. But if he can get 22, 24 minutes a night, um, you know, 20 minutes a game off the bench, uh, you know, if he gets hot, he can put up some big statistics. So um, we'll be interested to keep an eye on. Um, but, yeah, I agree, you know, Hart's uh, Barton a little bit. Um, he was a closer. Um, but Barton does have some flexibility. They guaranteed him some big money. Um, so and, and Wilson Chandler's out of the picture. Um, so that certainly opens up some some playing time for him going forward. Yeah, just those last six or seven minutes to lose that here and there because if Thomas is hot, it's going to hurt Murray yeah. and Barton. I, like I said in the last pod, like, I'm pretty sure they're going to play Harris pretty much regardless. 
because I love his defensive output. Um, and then a couple other things I wanted to hammer home. Um, talked about this on Saturday. Like on DFS, we're starting our wings against the Bulls every night. <laughs> like yeah, that's yep. gonna be like such yep. an overly used narrative. It's probably gonna be for a good reason. Uh, okay, so let's talk about. Um, some things that jo- uh, Jared and I didn't hit the other day. Um, we pretty much hit the top ten picks. So I want to talk Shea Gilgis Alexander. I can never pronounce his name correctly. Shea Gil- Yeah. Anyways. Um, SGA. All- SGA. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this whole thing? Uh, they got Milos back. They got Pat Beverly coming back. Lou Williams is going to be a staple. They brought Avery Bradley back. Whew, uh, still Jerome Robinson's there, but I think SGA could probably make the rotation. He really impressed me. Uh, I thought he was going to be uh, kind of rough around the edges as an offensive guy, but really drove well. Uh, I thought he passed pretty well, too. I mean, this guy scored 19 points per game, 46% from the field, 2.3 steals, 4.0 assists. I mean, I couldn't have imagined him being any better than, um, like, this is way, like, way beyond my expectations. Agreed. Um, I, the only, you know, uh, I didn't watch a ton of him at Kentucky, um, just watching after the draft and preparation of the draft, I, you know, was, there was a lot of Knox stuff, a lot of Knox tape that was, that was floating around that I got to watch and SGA didn't really jump off the screen. Um, but you're right. I mean, just in terms of the eye test and watching him in Vegas, you, you, I mean, just so poised and, and obviously that the height is huge height advantage at point guard at six, six, um, jump shot looked better than I expected. Um, he looks like a player. Um, there, there's a lot to be excited about there in terms of Clipper long term. Um, but you're right. They have to figure out they are just have a ton of depth uh, in, in the backcourt um, with Milos and Pat Beverly. I mean, these guys are proven, you know, proven veterans. Um, they are not going to want to give up playing time uh, to, to a young guy. And also the Clippers have the ability to compete for, for you know, they were right in the thick of the playoff hunt to the very last few games last season. You, you assume they would be in that 8, 9, 10, 7 area uh, this season, you know, uh, if they get off the get off the um, start the season well. Um, they're certainly not in a re- rebuilding mode. They're kind of stuck in between. Um, and, and Rivers is not the coach that's going to, you know, look too far into the future. They want to win right now. Um, so I think that give Pat Bev um, and, and Avery Bradley and, and those guys plenty of minutes. That's a, that's a defensively dominant backcourt too, assuming Beverly's healthy. Um, but um, SGA, the two guys in front of him in terms of Beverly and, and Milos are, are certainly injury prone. Um, so he could be another lottery ticket guy if a couple guys in front of him get hurt. There's a lot of upside there. Yeah, um, he's pretty much said everything. Um, are you? Do you think this affects? I still love the Williams. Um, do you, yeah. Agreed. I, I think Lou Williams is safe. I would just, I think it hurts Pat Bev and Milos a little bit, Pat, you know, Bat yep. Bradley a little bit. Um, because I could see him definitely playing Bev off the ball and, and, and SGA at the point. Um, there's a lot of options that Doc can go with there, but I think Lou Williams is the one guy that's kind of full of. They, they could definitely go three guard. I mean, he has a yes. seven foot wingspan SGA, so I could definitely see him guarding smaller threes. Yep. Could definitely, that could certainly happen. If other teams go small, they have some options there. Jerome Robinson interest you? I don't, I don't think we need to talk about uh, I thought that was a little bit of a reach um, when they drafted him. I didn't see a ton of them um, in summer league. Didn't didn't really stand out to me. Um, so I I would I, I would and and as we mentioned, they have a ton of depth. So I think. Um, even though he's older than SGA and, you know, certainly, you know, played well at BC and, you know, is, comes in as more of an established scorer, um, can put the ball in the basket. I don't think he, you know, he, I don't think he projects as a uh, as an all-around fantasy contributor. Yep, same. Uh, so the Hornets, Miles Bridges, really rough. Uh, I didn't know, really, I wasn't really impressed with him defensively. Uh, obviously, offensively, he had like one or two okay spots. Um, but two guys I want to talk about, Malik Monk had a 
big start. 15-point first quarter, then hurt his hand, didn't play since. Um, not going to be out long, he'll be ready for camp. But, man, two points. Um, one, uh, James Borrego, the coach, had said he's going to be a, quote, major player. And then Rick Bonnell reported that when Mitch Kupchak was going through the meetings, like, one of their big points was, like, hey, how are you going to get Malik Monk going? So, clearly, even with Tony Parker in the mix, I don't think I could draft him based on what he did in the last five games with 20 points. He just doesn't really do enough. He's going to be kind of empty on the stat sheet. Sure, maybe points leagues, but um, he's just kind of a guy I want to see what happens. Just, But he's, he's on the radar for sure. I keep an eye on him. He's a scorer. You know, had a, I mean, a horrifically horrible start to his rookie season. Dead um, last in efficiency. Uh, on points just, for possession among like 390 guys or something. Brew, I mean, as bad as you can look, and that's offensively. I mean, and that's what he was drafted for. Literally, yeah. score the ball. He's an undersized combo guard. He's six two, defensively challenged at his best. Um, so I, I, it's it's looking like a re- remember. This is a guy that the Hornets took over Donovan Mitchell. Um, so I, I was never a big Monk fan. You know, coming into last season, certainly didn't change my opinion of him. Um, he'll have games. He couldn't be um, a guy that sh- – he should be a guy that can score 16, 18 points per game in the NBA. Um, but even if he reaches that ceiling, so to speak, um, I don't see him being enough to contribute in nine-category fantasy league. So I doubt – he's not going to – I'm definitely not going to draft him this year. I don't – he's one of those guys I'll probably never own. Um, points league, you, if you want to take a flyer on him late, that, that's worth taking a look at. But um, he's not not my cup of tea. I'll pass. Yep. Um, pretty much just points leagues and DFS. He could be DFS friendly, especially if uh, yep. any other win guys get hurt because they really they can play guys in different spots. Anyways, uh, Lonnie Walker, guy who really impressed me athletically. What, what, like, what, what, one quick thing. Oh yeah, on, I know that. I Hornet, um, that played well was Willie Hernan Gomez. Yep. Um, only five players averaged a, a double double in in the Vegas Summer League. Um, Robinson, as we mentioned, Aiton. Um, Willie Hernan Gomez and Christian Wood, who played well for the Bucks, probably learned himself an NBA contract somewhere off his. You know, he he's averaging twenty and ten for from Milwaukee, um, but Hernan Gomez did play well. Um, so you think um, uh, if there's a, some some minutes up for grabs, if he can impress the new coaches, um, there's there's certainly some some a little bit of a potential. Uh, he certainly can get him late. A um, little bit of an upside there with Willie. I'm in. Um, I'm with. Sorry, I skipped over and kind of rushed through this, but yeah, quickly. Um, um, Bonnell, the awesome beat reporter, says that he thinks Zeller's going to start, but I think it'll just be a matter of time before Hernan Gomez. And this is after the Biombo deal. He said this, so I thought that kind of came as a surprise to me. But um, yeah, I'm still down. Like I think Hernan Gomez is going to find his way to get 20 minutes. We've seen he can be productive in that time, um, especially now he's shooting a three. He's pretty well balanced. His defense has been pretty solid, uh, which is the big concern. So he looks pretty good. Okay, Lonnie Walker, um, just a phenomenal athlete and just really controls the tempo well. I thought he scored well off the dribble. Obviously, he's a like rookie wings. It's really hard for them to have value in fantasy just because they don't have like a stat to hang their hat on, like assists or steals or or blocks usually, especially for wings, and they're usually inefficient. But uh, I just thought he was interesting. I think it was. It looks like a good pick. Agreed. Um, yeah, uh, as you know, he's he, he was a guy that athletically um, had some question, some some red flags off the floor in terms of maturity, etc., um, and, and didn't really come into his own until uh, only start, started at Miami about halfway through last season, um, and then played well. But he's also a guy that's in a, that efficiency wise is going to have trouble um, producing value, um, and as you mentioned, with wings, you know, outside of uh, you know rebounds, assists, etc. Um, so not a guy I'll probably target. And as we know with the Spurs, um, in a good situation for his personal development and, and team-wise um, difficult to rely on those guys in terms of fantasy. Long-term, his value is looking decent, though, with Kawhi 
almost certainly out the door in a year. Like, True. And um, Kyle Anderson gone as well. That helps him. Uh, so yep. you can get Mansa. And we know the Spurs can... And what do you think about if Pop goes? Do you think that maybe is good or bad? I mean, obviously, younger players, it's kind of bad I, I, for them. Do you think that maybe yeah. it helps his dynasty value? Definitely. I think because that allowed... Because if Pop stays... As long as Pop stays around, they're going to compete for a championship. As, as unrealistic as that may be. Yeah. Um, maybe closer to an eight seed than a one seed. Um, but you know Pop is not going to be... All right, let's grab this thing and... Yeah. You know, you know, and then we'll invest in all rookies. Um, so, yeah, I think if, if Pop is out, um, that would certainly th- – then you would think they would, you know, trade away Aldridge and, you know, at least, th- you know, move in that direction. That would be- definitely benefit Lonnie Walker. Yep. Uh, he does not treat his seasons like his uh, sideline interviews. He definitely wants he wants those to end as fast as he can, not the seasons. Exactly. Um, so Josh Okogie, which rhymes with Hoagie. Um, so just quickly, you're, you say sub, not Hoagie, right? Uh, yes, okay. correct. Yep, yeah, you, you, I'm, I'm Central Jersey, uh, so, so okay. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Hoagie, I'm Hoagie to the fullest. Hoagie Haven is the goat sandwich shop, it's in Princeton, uh, I will, chicken parm, if you ever go to Princeton, go to Hoagie Haven, get chicken parm, it's and even, and even, we'll keep that in mind, and even Heroes, <laughs> and Heroes really, instead of subs or Hoagies. Like, yes, Heroes is, a, I'm cool with anything, really. Okay, all I, right. I won't, I won't fight anybody about anything, but, uh, anyways, uh, I thought Josh and Kogi looked a solid perimeter defense. Uh, again, rookie wins, and obviously Tibbs isn't going to give him minutes. But I just quickly, I thought, um, I thought he was it looked like a good pick. He's really athletic. He pretty much was top two or three of every athletic event at the combine. Um, yeah, so he's a legit athlete. I thought his shot's pretty smooth. Um, I, I thought it was a little bit rough around the edges from when I saw the highlights, but I think he's been working on it. Um, and then K- KBD, Kaden Bates' job has looked phenomenal. That looks like a mega steal. Um, yes. Again, this we're thinking long term. Post Jimmy Bucket, Jimmy Buckets. Um, so, yeah, maybe if he gets traded, maybe, um, I don't know. I feel like Kata Bates job, maybe more NBA ready. He's obviously more seasoned, um, Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, the guy, if, if the Butler thing goes down, uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. I just think it's worth noting and kind of funny that the two players that led the the summer league in minutes are both Timberwolves. You know, you can tell Tibbs <laughs> has put his, his stamp on those. Uh, even on the summer league, uh, Kogi was thirty two point six, and and KD, uh, KBD was thirty three point eight to lead the league. Um, I agree. If I had to pick one, I would go with uh, Bates Dop. Um, there's a lot to like. Uh, you know, he's he's a one. He comes in with with pro. You know, um, probably more pro ready. Um, than most other rookies. Um, he was only a junior, left there for his junior year, but as you mentioned, was the Big Ten Player of the Year. Um, you know, can rebound, can score, um, you know, pro-ready body. So uh, if I had to pick one of those two, um, I think KBD is the, is the guy to lean towards. He's got a root for it, too. He's uh, done a lot of, like, charity work for, like, heart disease and stuff. So he said, yep. quote, put together a lot of money for it in that broadcast. So, yeah, it was fun to have guys you like to root for. Uh, Aaron Holiday, another guy who kind of wowed early and kind of wowed late, I guess. Uh, still inefficient, but I thought he drove well. Obviously, his defense is going to be there. Um, although, I will add, he had a very telling quote to me um, in the post-game interview. He talked a lot about long-term potential. So, I think that he knows that he's probably not in the short-term plans. So, if you, he's not on the radar now, but, I mean, he's a Holiday. Um, yeah. He's a point guard, so... Um, yeah, um, I'm I'm interested long term, but um, obviously you need someone to go go down, be it Collison or Joseph or something like that. Exactly, I'd steer clear of him definitely this year. He's one of those guys. If you're in a dynasty league, 
highlight the name, keep it in your mind, keep it in your iPhone notes, and at the end of next season, pick, make sure he's on your roster so you can keep him going forward. Um, both uh, the Pacers' current point guards are on expiring contracts. I think there's a decent chance that Aaron Holiday is the Pacers' starting point guard um, in the 2019-20, on opening night in 2019-20. Um, so uh, just something to keep in mind. Uh, moving to the Lakers, we talked about Hart. Uh, Mo Wagner played pretty well. Um, this starting center spot, man, um, it's up for grabs. Uh, so I thought he got hurt, by the way, uh, knee and ankle issue. So we didn't see him finish up. But McGee, Zubats, Wagner, what do you think about this whole trio? Do you think anyone could kind of separate themselves from, I mean, are you interested in this spot at all? I'm probably going to steer clear. It's a li- obviously, we'll get a better sense of it after training camp preseason contests. Um, but it's just a lot, of, a lot of sort of confusing. I don't think any player is going to overly establish themselves. Um, it's a couple young guys in, 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 in Tupac and, and, and obviously he and um, Wagner get, getting some minutes. Wagner getting some minutes. Um, McGee, you know, he's a – but I, if, of all the players – see – I think McGee does have some upside there. I mean, you know, just in terms of if for a specialist alone, um, we know if he starts, you know, he's he's on the radars in terms of if if you need blocks. Um, and and his per thirty six with the Warriors was impressive. Um, if you stick around the basket and keep your hands up, LeBron's going to find you for dunks. Um, but I, I yeah, it, it just I think there's just a little bit too much uncertainty there for me to invest in any of those three guys. Yeah, um, I don't think McGee's even if McGee starts. I don't think he's going to play enough minutes. Uh, yeah, I don't really see him being a 25-minute per game guy. I think five is a good fit, man. Uh, stretch stretch five with LeBron. Uh, that's that. that's the one thing. he They do need shooting, and he can knock down threes. That's yeah. the, the biggest pro. In pro. So for fantasy appeal, I would put him first, um, just for the appeal and the intrigue of being a guy who could be tall, maybe get some shot. He's not a shot blocker, but maybe he sneaks one in there. Um, right. So, yeah, I'm interested. Um. I'm good. We'll move on from that. Uh, Hamadou Diallo. This guy showed he could play defense on the wing. He's still not exactly a pure ball handler. I thought he's really a transition scorer kind of a guy. Uh, he had a couple really, really big time dunks. Um, I just thought that was interesting. I don't know if you want to add anything. I don't think it's going to be uh, valuable fantasy. Agreed. Not on the radar currently, but uh, an, an a freak athlete. Someone to keep an eye on. He's going to. Um, you're going to tweet f- I, I, the over under. I'd say like seven dunks, and I take the over. Um, <laughs> This season, he, he, whether it's garbage time, or, you know, he's not going to get a ton of minutes. They're going to bring him along slowly. He needs to be developed, needs to work on his jumper. Um, but we will see this guy on some, you know, this chance he could be in the dunk contest. Like he's that type of athleticism. Yeah, he's insane. Uh, so moving to the Rockets, who they got a steal, uh, and DeAnthony Melton. I, I'm impressed yeah. with this guy, man. He's long. You play the three in the system. Play the two, obviously, not that they're going to be able to use him, but like if Chris Paul gets hurt or something like that. Even still, I think he could beat out Gerald Green, who's going to be in the rotation for sure. Uh, and maybe even Ennis. I mean, this guy looks like a legit player. Um, again, he's going to have to bury a ton of threes, which he can. Uh, he is in the Drew Hanlon crew. Um, Mo Bamba, and obviously Fultz are really the, the three-headed uh, Hanlon crew. But he looks like a great pickup, man. Uh, you, and I, I made a comparison to someone on Twitter. I was like, yeah, he's based. I think they view him a lot like how the Warriors viewed Jordan Bell and rookie uh, Pat McCall. Like, I think he's going to get minutes, man. So I'm interested, especially with uh, how much offense this team is going to produce. Very interested. I think him and, and Mitchell Robinson are the two early front runners for, for steal of the draft. KBD looks legit as well. I think that's kind of the trio. True, true, but you know, Melton. I think he went forty-seven, forty. I mean, that's yeah. just an 
Uh, that, that's a, a travesty, oh. an absolute heist by, by the Rockets. And, and you're right. Um, the one kind of question coming in um, was with jump shot looked very smooth. He kind of reminded me of a young Gilbert Arenas um, in his Golden State days, just in terms of his form and his athleticism, um, his ability to put on the floor, get to the basket. Leads currently leads the summer league in steals, averaged three steals a game. Um, you know, great. That's his calling card is defensively. Um, despite being a combo guard, he can guard one, two, and threes. There's just a ton to like there from a Rockets perspective. I would love it if he was playing for a rebuilding team that had a lot of minutes open available in the backcourt. As we know with the Rockets, that is not particularly the case. Um, but I totally agree with you. Um, I think a chance that he that takes a lot of Gerald Green's minutes. Um, Ennis, I'm a little bit higher on. I think Ennis is going to get a ton of minutes as, uh, or get a good share of minutes as well. I think that's the reason. I think he could have got more money elsewhere. I think the Rockets told him, listen, we need you. Um, we'll give you some playing time. He has a player option. So he'll be able to enter free agency next summer. Um, so Ennis is a sleeper, fantasy sleeper. But um, ditto for Melton, um, especially in Dynasty Leagues. I, I love this guy long term. Yep. Um, I think I seriously think Melton could push Ennis too. I know. I used I loved Ennis. Like for his first two or three summer yep. leagues, I was like, yeah, this guy. But um, kind of hasn't really developed much of a shot. He tried it down last year with Detroit uh, once he got away from Memphis. I don't know. Anybody else? Uh, check Diallo. Still, he's kind of be backup. So I mean, we still need. He, but he's looking a lot better handcuffed though. Um, with what Julius Randle probably play some five, so it's not as like strong of a handcuff as some other guys. But uh, I mean, he he should have dominated. Like it's your third summer, like you're supposed to dominate. So, yes. Um, anything there or anything else? Other second rounders that maybe have caught your eye. Trayvon Blewett, I love um, an undrafted guy getting a two-way deal like Trayvon Blewett did. He didn't blew it. Um, So, yeah, anybody else you want to add? Um, I mentioned Christian Wood, 2010 is definitely, you know, you assume he'll get on a, you know, it's one of those situations where he can kind of now pick his situation. So that's a name to keep an eye on if he signs with the team that, that needs some, some minutes to fill in right away. Are you worried about the Vegas, because he's a UNLV guy. He's shown out in Summer League before. Like, I love Christian Wood, like, because of Summer League. I was like, okay, and, and... I don't know. I've seen this move before. I don't want to fall for it again. Agreed. It's, you know, it's, it's situation dependent. Um, he's, he's, up, he's had a nice, nice upside, though. He can show but he has shots, a, so. an intriguing upside. Um, sorry, that to com- be, sorry to be Mr. Negative. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Mix it up. Uh, but, but Zach Collins obviously didn't play a lot, but he looked good. We've talked about him so far this offseason. He's a guy that could really step into increased minutes um, and, and could be, uh, you know, trending in the right direction. Um, Wade Baldwin averaged 8.4 assists, another name to keep an eye on. We've been intrigued and, and tempted and teased uh, by him previously. So he's another guy that, although he puts up good numbers, to, to, to temper our expectations. And Gary Trent Jr. as well. They're really high on him. They expect him to play minutes right away. If he could beat out... Sauce Castillo, or maybe Seth Curry's not as healthy as we think he is, or they say he is. Maybe he can be a guy who can get 23, 24 minutes with a lot of threes. Uh, that's really right. been uh, a common thread when you see Olshay and Stotts doing interviews. You're like, yo, we need to shoot more threes. But obviously with the wings they have. Them. And also, they talked about Evan Turner as a primary ball handler in the second unit a lot. I thought that was interesting to hear. Yep. So yeah. They're, probably, they're going to um, pretty much go with the, uh, a lot of Turner's second unit. So he could be a sneaky assist guy. Ah. <sighs> Anything else? I think I'm good. I think uh, I think we uh, covered most of what we were looking to. We went way too long. My dog is like begging to go outside. So <laughs> <laughs> did you hear him like trying to like get my attention and like, claw me? Um, all right, so we're out of here on that. And I think my dog knows. You can hear him. See him here. Here. 
Right. Have a good walk, Cody. <laughs> All right, you guys take care. We'll be back on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm not sure. We're kind of still up in the air, but Summer League, too. Who's, who's going to win Summer League? Lakers? The Lakers, undefeated, baby. Dynasty. Yeah, the Summer League Dynasty. All right, uh, I'm out of here. Uh, thanks for calling, man. Later, brother. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.